0: Business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. Today we have a very interesting topic we tend to spend a lot of our time accumulating wealth. Our whole focus is making sure that we diversify, that we have different pockets of wealth, so that when the time comes, we, we do want to hang our gloves up or hang our hat up, whatever the expression is. We want to retire. We've got different streams of income coming through. But nothing or very seldom does everything according to plan. Not everything that we've invested in turns out to be what we hoped it would be. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's worse. And sometimes the plan needs to be adjusted. And sometimes we need to relook at the whole thing. But what's important is that you don't sort of get to retirement. And this is my plan for the next X amount of time until I go to the palace in the sky. And when that happens, then the plan comes to an end. It's something that's a living organism in the sense that needs to be changed and adjusted and looked at. And I'm very excited to have Rion Campbell, who's advisory partner in Citadel, on the line. Rion, welcome to Chai FM.
1: Thank you, Abby. Nice to be Great.
0: here. Great. Great. Thank you. Rion, you wrote an eye-catching article, uh, eye-catching article called Raising Liquidity, and then in inverted commas, Selling the Crown Jewels. So that sure would get a, a bit of attention uh, across the board. But one thing you, you wrote, and I will want to take out one line there, is that once, however the wealth cycle, wealth creation cycle is completed, usually at retirement age, we turn from being accumulators to consumers. And the need for income and liquidity becomes priority. Talk us through that transition from accumulation to consumption. In someone's mind, sort of getting off the treadmill, and now being able to reap the rewards. What what goes on in
1: that transition phase. Okay, thank you. So, what what we do accumulating wealth is you always get um, advice where to invest your money, what can you invest in in this stock market, taking money overseas, diversifying. But once you get to that point, where now you've reached the point or the pinnacle of your accumulation, now you start living on your capital. Now you gotta transfer that into income now, or convert into income now. Certain assets has natural income streams like rental properties or dividends or um, yielding uh, interest yielding interest bearing investments and so on. Now you get to that point where if those income streams are not enough to fund your monthly income, uh, monthly requirements, then you need to look at different asset classes to to raise liquidity um, and to make sure that you can pay your monthly bills, and that's the. Um, some of the techniques we use, or some of the um, kind of strategies we use to create liquidity in a portfolio, obviously with financial planning, uh, you make sure that you when you get to that point, you have liquidity but then obviously in a in an ongoing stream of expenses and using your money, then you got to top up this liquidity stream or a pool of liquidity, and um, selling assets at appropriate times would be One of the things you need to look at all the time.
0: So, Jon, one thing about selling assets, are are we talking about selling assets that are income generating assets or these assets that are just sitting on the balance sheet, so to speak, and not generating
1: so when you look at your your whole balance sheet, you you have your income-producing assets, um, and you you got to review those on a regular basis to make sure it still gives you the income you require or you expect it from those, or if the prices have gone up too much and the income's not um, kind of the, the 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 yields are not attractive anymore because of the, the the rise in the prices, and then you look across the board. Um, you look at um, share markets, you look at um, offshore investments, you look at property, listed property, personal property, and personal possessions like collector's items like um, art, uh, gold coins, or other collectible coins, um, holiday homes, investment properties. Um, and sometimes you realize that some of those investments don't yield anything. Um, and at different times, some of them – Offer the opportunity to be sold because when when the gold the gold price um, goes up, the rand weakens, um, Kruger Rands are at ultimate highs. That might be the time you sell your Kruger Rands. Or if the um, the American stock market's high and the rand's weak, you sell some of your American shares. Um, In other words, always look around across the board for assets that um, actually ask to be sold.
0: And it's such an interesting thing because, mm. as you said later on in your article, I'm just jumping ahead. is that there's often a very strong emotional connection to certain investments, um, and it's very difficult to get out of it. And I suppose that's where Rion comes into the picture, where one can stand back and say, "I appreciate the sentimental feeling to a share, to a property, but this thing is just dragging us down. It's not in a good area anymore." example, in a property that's not going to generate income, we can't find the right tenants, and the longer we hold it, the less it's going to be worth. So now it's the time just to get out of it. But am I right in saying that, again, diversification is really important, so that you've got different asset classes, different type of investments coming through?
1: Yes, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Diversification in a portfolio gives you that opportunity um, to to look across the spectrum of investments, and you'll always find something in a diversified portfolio that that has done exceptionally well, or you'll also f- always find something that hasn't done well, um, and that's the reason for diversification. That's one of the characteristics of a diversified portfolio. That looking around, you will find something that has um, given you that's giving you the opportunity to sell. Um, and to raise liquidity if if needed. And as you as you mentioned there, your your properties are sometimes your investment properties are sometimes they cost you so much and they bring in so little, and and maybe you you've reached the the, the time of your life where you don't want to to be involved in those properties anymore. It's like a business. You you want to step back, and that property then would be one up for sale. Um, high costs, low yield. Um, lots of hassles, um, and 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 those are the factors that you need to take into account for um, selling selling assets to to raise liquidity in your portfolio. Because remember, the, um, the 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 thinking about the strategy is how do you raise liquidity?
0: Yeah, and I suppose that's a tricky part. Um, no, we need to run to the shops quickly. But before we go there, just want to let everybody know that. Make a difference during this COVID 19 pandemic with this game. So please listen carefully. This game benefit points can go towards supporting the Solidarity Fund set up by the President. Yes, This game is matching rand for rand all donations and will kickstart the fund with an upfront 2 million rand. This will go towards saving lives and assisting people in need. Donate now by converting a point via the Diskin app or on the website. Together, we are stronger. Together, we can overcome this pandemic. Diskin, pharmacists who This is RV on Business. And on the line with me, on the Zoom line with me, is uh, Rian Campbell, who's an advisory partner at Citadel. And Rion, just before we get back to setting assets, I just want to let everybody know that here at High fm we want to know what you think about the plans of Israel to annex land in the Palestinian territories. The poll is anonymous, but the information will be priceless to you and to us. Find the poll, and that's all it is. It's you have to go to the homepage at highfm.com. Please vote now. Go to www.chaifm.com and vote. The vote is important just to give the public an idea of what the South African um, voting um, public thinks, what the South African community thinks, it's important to go along over there. So, Rion, coming back to what we were saying before, is that um, you have a very good example about hanging on to property. It's almost you just feel you've just had enough. It's not generating the yield you, you expected or you you hoped. Or maybe it is, but you're hanging on to it for a long-term gain. And all of a sudden, you run out of a runway, so to speak, and you want to get out of it. Or you could be in a scenario where we are right now where it's very difficult to get rents that are consistent, number one. And number two, we don't see property prices rising for the foreseeable future. And you basically just lost your guts and just said enough is enough. At what point does one turn around and say, I'm prepared to take a loss or this is how much of a loss I'm prepared to pay? You know, in other words, I'm, what I'm trying to ascertain from you is: is it worthwhile, sometimes at all costs, just to get out of that portfolio to get the cash so it can free up money to do something else?
1: I think it's more a process of planning. <clears throat> if you plan properly um, in your business, in your let's say you've got a property proper business or you've got some investment properties on the sideline, if you plan your cash flows properly. And you know that you you you're nearing the point. Let's say a year or two a, ahead, um, that you're going to need cash, or you're going to exit the property business. Always good to, to if you're going to sell, sell in the good times. So with proper planning, selling in the good times it makes a lot of sense. And what's what COVID nineteen has taught us now, or it's just reinforced, is you can ne- you can never know what the future holds, and there, there'll always be a surprise on the horizon. Um, or a surprise popping up, you know, and, and you and, and you caught by 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 this surprise, and you you can't sell them. Um, so I think what this is taught as proper planning, um, liquidity, selling assets at a good time on your own terms, um, at the right price when the when the returns have been in your favour for a long time. Um, with proper planning, it's actually um, quite easy to sell them. Make that decision.
0: 100%. That's all about just, again, if you've got a plan, you can work according yeah. to the plan. And if the plan's not working, then you know how to, how to um, alter it and how to adjust it. Um, one thing that, that I've found a lot that comes through that I have to sort of deal with on an ongoing basis is people who are, are in retirement and yet the entire focus is ensuring that they never corrode capital. And yet there's sufficient capital for them to live at a higher quality of life, allow the capital to corrode. And if they live even with an exaggerated lifespan, they will still have money at the end to leave to the heirs. How does one talk a client around that, about enjoying the money that they've got now, on the practical assumption that there will be enough? I know it's a blessed position to be in, but there are people like that. And yet, you find them holding the reins so tight all the time that there's very little quality of life.
1: Yeah. What What you um, you describe there is it's basically a, a it's two strategies. Firstly, if a person only lives on the income or from the income, um, then you might find yourself kind of um, pulling in the strings, and you don't want to overspend because you don't want to corrode your capital, as you say. What we do is. If you plan properly and you assume a decent growth rate on capital, on 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 financial market investments, and you combine growth and income, and but but you can only do that if you plan properly, and you can illustrate that if this capital grows at a certain rate, um, and you withdraw from the capital, you add the income, and it's normally when the income is not enough, you take a little bit of the income, and then you can illustrate. Um, on a on a projection that the capital will last, and it actually grows with with um, with rates higher than inflation over time, you can illustrate that you're actually in a very good position, and 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 I think only then can a person be comfortable spending some of the capital, um, and as you say, you call it corroding capital. Um, when you take a little bit of capital on the one side, if you, if you, you, take a bit of profit here and you leave some of the other capital to grow, sometimes it grows faster than what you've drawn on the one, on the other hand. So, so it's a fine balance, but I think it's possible.
0: Rihanna, I'm not even halfway through your press release and I'm just getting SMS after SMS all asking me the same question. And I think you're the right guy sort of to pose the question to. And obviously we're hitting here. What people are saying in general, is that they are in a very invidious position with their savings at the moment. Number one, they are not uh, in the returns on the investments that they expected. And number two, with a low, low interest rates, they're not getting enough interest coming through. And someone even says that they've got a guaranteed um, policy that is maturing now. They want to reinvest it. And if they reinvest it, the guaranteed amount, which is obviously very similar to the amount they put in, In the previous tranche, the income is about 60% of the previous income. What's your advice for people over there who live on interest, rely on it, and yet it's just really tumbled over the last short while?
1: Yes, I think um, internationally it's illustrated us that when interest rates go to zero, just about zero, they have no option but to invest it somewhere. And I think that's also South Africa, South Africans were spoilt over the last couple of years with high interest rates, especially in the last two or three years. You could get very high rates. The, even on the, on the bond market, you could get like 10% yields. Um, currently, yields on the bond market are between – between seven and a half and uh, longer term to ten percent. Now, when when you hit a patch like this, where interest rates are very low because of economic circumstances and the economic environment demands interest rates to be low. Um, you're not going to see very, very attractive yields on, on on certain assets, and that actually forces you into growth investments. Um, so your options are fixed in uh, fixed interest in in the short term, where you can get about four to five percent. Then you go longer term, you could probably get about seven and a half percent on bonds. Um, longer term, term bonds probably closer to ten percent. But your, your options are very limited and that forces people to go out and find attractive yields, maybe in, in distressed properties, um, distressed equities, but you know, you face uncertainty. So the, 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 the more uncertainty you face, the higher the risk, the, the higher the reward can be. But obviously we're in a very, very tight economic, um, environment at the moment. So it's going to be very difficult to, 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 to guarantee a very high High yield or a, 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 um, a kind of an attractive thing um that can can replace the low income. So the environment's very tough for that kind of investment.
0: And you know, it makes it even tougher in the sense that when you've got certain person, you know, who is not skilled and not technically savvy to fund opportunities, for example, the distressed properties or the low uh, PE shares, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, they actually have nowhere to go and nothing to do but sit it out and tighten the belt and just wait for the higher interest return rates to to come, which is a cyclical thing. Am I right over there?
1: Yeah. um, The economic cycle we're in at the moment, um, worldwide, obviously dictates what happens to interest rates, firstly, um, and then secondly, South Africa. Worldwide, there's no interest. Um, you can't. You can earn about half a percent to one percent um, on short term um, bond yields are just over one percent. Some in some pl- places of the world is closer to zero. Um, and then returning to South Africa, you can find our yields if you if you lend your money to um, to the government. So government bonds still uh, gives you a little bit of a- attractive yield. Um, buying some guaranteed annuities. Um, also, slightly attractive at this stage um, because of of the of the yields on government bonds. Because the insurance companies um, they they apply government bonds, so they use the yield on the government bonds to to quote um, guaranteed annuity. So there are a couple of um, options available, but certainly in the short term, putting your money in the bank at four percent inflation is going to be three to four percent. You are not gaining, and if you pay tax, you are losing against inflation.
0: Rion. unfortunately, we're out of time. Thank you so much. Before you go, how do people get hold of you?
1: Uh, I think the easiest to give you an an email. It's rianc, R-I-A-A-N-C at citadel.co.za.
0: Fantastic. Rion. thank you. Great article. If anybody wants to read it, I will post it on my Facebook page. You can go have a look at it. Rion, stay stay safe and look after yourself. Thank you, Harry.